Hey guys, Kieran here. Just before we start this episode, quick warning. Uh, this is a party profile on a garbage, horrible, terrifying party. So uh, this is a warning, a content warning beforehand. If you are sensitive to stuff around uh, sexual assault, rape, and pedophilia, this is not going to be a good episode for you, fam. Uh, sorry, hit us up next week when we talk about like... <sighs> German people who are insane enough to support Mayor Pete. That's probably a better topic, right? There can't be any rape involved in that. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to your weekly Corner Spatey. Uh, I'm Nick, joined by Kieran hey. and Rob this week. What's up? And uh, Yulia is not with us today. No, um, she's at home watching all three... Um, lethal be- weapons. All three German dubs of Beverly Hills Cops, so she should be with us in about 10 minutes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we are uh, uh, moving uh, northwards. Yes. Today. Yes. Talking about to the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If everyone saw that, but Rob just turned briefly into the, one of the horrifying CGI characters from Polar Express, <laughs> where the eyes were dead. <laughs> it was uh, kind of terrifying. Yeah, they're kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're going to uh, the home of, of, of um, the second wave of black metal, mm. the home of the uh, the cheese slicer, yes, the home of uh, the pedophilia and sexual assault party. Yeah, that the progress party, <laughs> the home of struggle, the home of struggle. Yes. Yeah. Wait, is he Norwegian? Yeah, Knausgård's Norwegian. I thought he was Swedish. No, he's Norwegian. Oh, okay. Yeah, the home of Knausgård. Uh, it's Norway. Yeah. Come on down. Come on down to our land of oil. Oil wells <laughs> for miles. Uh, I constantly made the reference that, like, you know, they're green initiatives, but selling, like, they have all these green initiatives in Norway, but they make it by selling all the oil, which always reminds me of the nation equivalent of, like, a drug dealer doesn't get high on its own supply. Like, a re- they, in Norway, Norway really took to heart the Ten Crack Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every um, St. Patrick's Day, you know, in Chicago, they dye the river green. Yeah. They, yeah. they dye like a whole oil tanker's worth of oil green. Sh- <laughs> ship it out. Like, You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> on so. Norway Day, they just <laughs> yeah. do a controlled coast. oil spill in Oslo. <laughs> 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 like, like a 21 gun salute. Fire! <laughs> Spraying oil. Just oil fire. I remember. I used to always see an ad. I think I messaged this on the show before. I used to always see an ad uh, very briefly on YouTube that was like, come to Oslo. It's the greenest place in Europe. And I'm like, your entire country is made on oil. oil. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it really that green? Have you guys ever been to Norway? Have you? Yeah. Oh, no, I of haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Cheese Lesson Museum. It, I broke it? down and cried. <laughs> it's a beautiful country. I went to Bergen. those fjords. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah. I thought you were gonna be that reminds me also too, like there was that there was that Vice documentary of um uh Gaul, the singer of Gogoroth. Yeah. And there was just like a scene. It's one of those I, I don't know how he's a weird person just in general, but then he like takes like this like this hipster, you know, vice documentary guy's like, We're gonna go into the forest now and find my grandfather's house and they literally walk just they walk like the entire day to the top of a mountain <laughs> like in the middle of like I don't know, like knee-high snow. Yeah. Um, I love when you encounter people who have like a wholly different concept of distance than you do. 
<laughs> and he'd like, I mean, like, like, um, if no one, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen this because it was like when like Vice was just doing like super edgy documentary stuff, mm-hmm. like early 2000s, like mid 2000s or whatever. And one of those was like the craziest guy in Norwegian black metal. And then it's this like four pot dark documentary series. Um, that is all I know about Norway. It stopped nice. there. Black metal and oil, which are maybe one and the same thing. I know um, black from oil. <laughs> I know I know a lot about Norway because I'm writing a script. Um, got green lighted because of the success of Midsummer to write the Norwegian Midsummer. Mm. Oh, sick. So you know they're like um, environmental engineers, of course. Yes. living in the U.S. <laughs> and they fly to. He's like, you know, let's go to the home of. I'm going to study the green economy of Norway. And green. Like, I was going to study the green economy of Norway. Then yeah. I go to Norway. Uh, and it's supposed to end in a weird cult horror thing, but they're just walking around the forest being like, now we're going to go to this cabin. And then they <laughs> spend a day walking there. And they also take mushrooms and get confused, but then they wake up and you know, they, they, they avoid it because they're just walking around in, in, in the fjords and they never get to the place where they're all going to be sacrificed. So it's the Vice documentary, the thing that yeah. you want to make already exists. Yeah, yeah I bought the rights. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, uh, getting us back on track, we are talking, we're doing another party profile, but this time not on a party that's in Germany. Um, what was the last one that we did? The last party profile that we did... Finland, right? I mean, I don't, that didn't really count uh, as a party. No, no, no. We, we, I think it's been a while. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Golden been, it, Dawn. Well, I, yeah, Golden we, Dawn was the first I one. I feel a little bad about a, it because you're like, we're going to talk about this country. Just the worst people from it. <laughs> no, we're not. We're, we never just talk about the country. We talk about the one party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no, we're, we're not. We don't do. And we're doing that here too. Here. I'm sure Norway has some nice people who aren't pedophiles. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. So I might have given a bit of the game away. But anyone who didn't see in when we did our left populism episode, Rob had a very good tweet. Uh, tweet that was um, pointing out that if we just pointed out all the ruling class were pedophiles, we might have gotten this thing off the ground. Um, that was a good queef. Yeah, it was a good queef. Uh, I almost said queet. <laughs> Could have breezed past that moment. <laughs> <laughs> brought it back. Yeah, he did. Uh, so we're going to talk about this party that might be the embodiment of that, uh, that sentiment. So progress party, progress party. Don't let the name <laughs> fool you. They're not. They're making progress towards mm. open pedophilia. Yeah, they're making progress towards their ends for sure. I uh, thought we were doing the green parties in a couple weeks, though. Well, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, goddamn. All right. So I'm going to do a little bit of history about where this party came from, uh, which is going to be very easy because there's basically like only two figures involved in like the foundation of its party. First is the guy who founded the party. How would you Norwegify um, Jeffrey Epstein? Never mind. Keep going. That's homework. Yeah, it's homework. submitted <laughs> so by tweet, tomorrow. Tweet us, uh, tweet at us. What is the Norwegian name for Jeffrey Epstein? I think it's like Yulf. Yulf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this party was founded by Anders Lange. Anders Lange uh, originally called it the Anders Lange Party, which is All right. solid. Uh, he was inspired politically by living in Argentina in the 1920s. Oh, no. hmm. Yeah, right? Hmm. <laughs> All great sounds. Hmm. When he returned... Wait, how old is he? When, when was he born? Oh, you know, he, he, yeah, no, he's, he's, he was quite young then, but like he finds the party in the 70s at his old age. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 okay. So going into give you a little bit of background to this guy, when he returned from Argentina uh, in 1929, he joined the anti-communist organization, the Father, Fatherland League. Mm. Uh, which is great because 
Didn't they just like get dissolved into the Norwegian Nazi party? So this is the interesting thing about them. There's not a lot known about the internal affairs of the Fatherland League because as soon as the Nazis took over um, in Norway in the Quisling regime, they just burnt all their internal records. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what we do know about them is that they were an anti-communist organization and surprise, surprise, a lot of them were like pro-fascist members um, being like... There was like several attempts before the Nazis came to Germany to do like a Hitler or Mussolini thing in Norway first by these guys. Anders might have been a member of the party who was against that. The history is kind of unclear, but he was like, he definitely was opposed to the Nazi regime, which I'll get to later, but it's unclear whether he wants to just do the fascism himself. Um, it's like that weird, like, like Austro-fascism thing that, like, mm. uh, what's his name always uses as his defense or used. Um, Hayek, was Hayek did it or? It was uh, von Mises. Von Mises, I think, yeah. yeah. Who like work? Who was literally the like economic, uh, the finance minister mm. of Austro-fascist uh, uh, Adolphus. What was his last name? Engelbert. Dolphus. Engelbert. Yeah, yeah. That's his, his last name was Dolphus. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, yo, but I don't fuck with that Nazi shit. <laughs> but that uh, Austrofascism, you know, that's my cup of tea. So, yeah, go, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I love to, to be like the um, Goldilocks of fascism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just sampling, you know, my various options. Like the Ukrainians? No, no, not quite. <laughs> why, is that, like, why is that always a theme, though? They're all like, like they really like, 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 damn, those fucking Nazis, like, they're the real cucks over there. Like me, yeah. I'm a metoxist. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like I'm that pure shit. I'm the fucking free base of fascism over here. Because yeah, because basically the Father and League was kind of like doing that, but the Quisling regime, which is the Nazi occupation, yeah. um, they banned the Father and League as soon as they like came into power, and that's when like all the records were burnt. But the um, but a lot of people who were in the Fatherland League was like, all right, I guess this is just the new shit and we're just doing this. But Anders Lange wasn't one of them, but his his kind of history on this is confusing and I'll give you like two pieces of history about him that kind of like make him a kind of weird conflicting character. So he was kind of like a, a letters to the editor kind of guy. He wrote to Hitler. Um, he wrote to Hitler. My dearest Adolf. <laughs> no, no, no. He wrote to Hitler, right? Basically with... The like, hey, I think you're going to invade our country. Are you going to do that? Like before they did that, before they did this, and to which he got a, like a canned response from the Nazi party, being like, um, the Nazi Reich has no limit. And he was like, right, okay, they're coming. <laughs> um, and with that information, that was that was the was, that was the 1930s, 1940s equivalent of "Don't test me, bro." It yeah. was so much easier back in the day. You could just call Hitler's radio show and be like, <laughs> when you come into tour, yeah, to Norway. Yeah. Now, well, like, there's all in the Instagram comments. It's just like Brazil, come to Brazil. <laughs> but he also he also sent letters to like the King of Norway and Winston Churchill. I don't know if he got response either of those basically asking the, the same question the, no the Churchill one was like are you going to be at the the, the pedophile party <laughs> like I could really use a ride yeah at this point he's a young man I don't think he's been invited to the pedophile parties yet um, oh to be very fair though on a little slide note about uh World mm. War II, uh, Norway. That was one of the very cool things that the newest battlefield did is that you could <laughs> play in Norway as like an uh, 
I think she was Sammy or something or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they yeah. did like a really interesting, like in the campaign, they did like a really interesting take that you played, you played like a 14-year-old girl mm. and you were fighting against the Nazis. It was pretty rad. That's cool. Too bad those ca- the campaigns and the rest of, like, of those games are then like, your last level you just play as a Nazi. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> a Nazi 14-year-old girl. <laughs> um, okay, but here's a confusing thing. When he got this letter back from Hitler, um, he was like, cool, they're coming. And he bought a hundred airline tickets from Oslo to the US and then handed it out to all the Jewish people he knew. Um, none of them took the tickets. But Which, you know, fair. Someone's <laughs> like, go, take this. I bought you a flight. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> hey, Jewish person, get out of my country. <laughs> but in a good way. Uh, no, it's weird. But then at the same time, new, like relatively new history came out. It's like secondhand sources about people who attended him giving speeches at the Fatherland League, uh, where he, quote, spoke fiercely against the Jewish invasion and the colored races. So, yeah, it sounds probably more on track, right? <laughs> Anyway, during the occupation, he did try to like join the resistance, and they didn't let him in because he was a part of the Fatherland League. Um, yeah. But he did like still assist them, but not become an official member. He got like he got arrested and imprisoned twice for I think literally starting shit with like Nazi officials in like cafes. It was very like privileged Norwegian man resistance, just like taking off a dueling glove and yeah i think he was more so like um the term would be like backseat fascist fascism <laughs> like, you need to do it this way uh, yeah yeah i saw a sami person the other day what's what you're not doing it fast enough <laughs> um but then okay after world war ii he kind of becomes a bit of a celebrity in norwegian like reestablished democratic politics i'm not surprised he has a certain like he has he seems like he has some strange like he's like a performance artist a little yeah, bit yeah. you know he, he knows how to get attention but basically every party a lot of them still exist today like the conservatives and the labor party all asked him to join and become like a member of parliament because he's got like some resistance yeah. cred he's like kanye everyone's yeah. like kanye be join us <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, one ter- year one year a man does the Pornhub awards yeah. and then the next year he's uh, you know turning point norsk yeah <laughs> <laughs> um right but then like he refuses all this steps down for politics he becomes like a person who owns a kennel and breeds dogs and starts writing papers on dog ownership that, what I found very interesting, later in his life become increasingly political. Somehow, I really want to read these dog ownership papers that start going into political screeds. I'm just imagining it just being e- eugenics. Like, but it's dog breeding, but then like yeah. every... like How many... I don't know anything about dog breeding. Yeah. Aren't like big kennels bad? Yeah. So how many dogs? Like, if that's his job, how many dogs is he breeding here? Oh, uh, you can do suspicious? if it's like a if it's a breed of dog that that's like worth something. You only have to do a few a year or something. Yeah, you got a lot of money. Yeah. Anyway, uh, towards in the seventies, as an older man, he founds a party just called the Anders Langer Party, and this point we get to know a lot more of his politics. Big fan of Ayn Rand. Um, nice wrote extensively on how South Africa and Rhodesia are great. Double nice. Um, he believed their forms of government could protect against the spread of communism. 
he visited and he's and he and his party allegedly received money from the South African government. This is pre-apartheid, uh, like end of apartheid. Um, he's quoted as saying, "No vote rights for N-word. Stopped mixed marriages. No humanitarian aid for blacks." So that's the founder of the party. Wow. Yeah. Um. A year after founding the party, he dies. <laughs> There's like a brief scramble for leadership, but they're all kind of like cucks. Um, but then steps in the a guy who basically rules the party for ages, 1978 to 2006. Um, wait, wait, he was head of the party for like 40 years? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very easy to do the history of the party. It's just two people. Oh my <laughs> um, Carl Ever Hagen. This is his name. He looks like a potato. Uh, don't tell him that. He'll get offended. We don't he he looks actually a compliment in Norway. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. cultural confusion. But. He, he kind of looks like what I imagine putting a tuft of white hair on the brown cheese that uh, <laughs> <laughs> you would like, look like. Say, like, what's up, my potato? <laughs> Looking fried today. Um, but he was, yeah. For this entire year, he was like supreme unchallenged leader. And he transforms the party from what was like actually like I think the only instance of like American style libertarianism, like this side of the Atlantic, like very anti tax like party into more of a what everyone would call like right wing populist type of shit. And it fucking pisses me off when libertarians are like, look at Norway. I'm like, Norway's not libertarian. Stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> uh, all right. He was a failed engineer and conservative youth member um, with labor voting parents, which he brings up a lot. So wait, so I'm assuming that the conservative party is very old? Or yes. Old? Okay. Then. They're, they're traditional center-right. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, after Langer... After what Lang are his thoughts on Rhodesia? Uh, you know, he, I think he wisely stayed away from that topic. Yeah. Is uh, this around the time when the South African Secret Service killed Olaf Palma, or is it still before that? No, uh, we're still before that. It's still 70s. before that, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, after Lange died of a heart attack, the previous guy, Hagen made his own party called the Reform Party, but after two, two unsuccessful attempts to lead the ALP, the Anders Langer Party, he merged ALP with his new Reform Party and called it the Progress Party in 1978. He maintained the anti-tax aspect of the party by campaigning on calling everything to do with taxes socialism, which I feel is like a classic. King. Yeah, that is classic American. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. On brand. Um, I like his. I like his style. Keep going. Yeah, uh, and in 1986, called a motion of no confidence after the coalition uh, after the conservative government petrol tax increase. So again, um, but this is when he starts to kind of change the party. He introduces strong like anti-immigration and Islamophobia to the party. In the 1987 local election, he read aloud the infamous Mustafa letter uh, during a party conference. The letter was a plan by a Muslim immigrant in Norway to conquer and Islamify the country. The letter Wait, Just one guy? Yeah, one guy. <laughs> uh, Muhammad Mustafa. Uh, the letter was then proven false because, of course, it was. Shocking. <laughs> um, this is like... This is the funny ver funnier version of like the elders of Zion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But also, like, the fact that someone who was planning to do this wrote the letter to the leader of this party being like, come at me, bro. I'm going to do it. <laughs> bro, if this, if this Facebook static is one like, I'm going <laughs> to... Norway's Muslim, <laughs> Norway's, <man. laughs> well, I'm fucking spreading Sharia law. Say no more, fam. 
that's what I'm saying. The tactics have changed. Like that, I understand is like modern tactics. You're like, you know, whatever false flag or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh, we got to do this. Whereas in the past, like um, the other guy Lange, when he was writing to Hitler, like he would have been like, oh. Hitler, look, there's a sad Norwegian who was, you know, beat up by Jewish people. Won't you come save them? Or you have to intervene. <laughs> the U.S. But like the U.S. literally like, does that exactly. shit. Though. Yeah. That's what, that's the modern style. That's what I was expecting. But he was just like, "You coming, right? You coming over? Like, <laughs> we still on for tonight?" What is like if Lange wrote a letter to Hitler, being like, "Look, I'm here in Norway. I'm gonna Norwegify Germany." <laughs> Second question. Yeah. Um, the original guy, Lange, he was a nationalist, xenophobic. I assume. Yeah. Um, so did just like, nothing on Muslims though. Okay. Different era. All he right. was all about the blacks and Jews. Got I'm it. Just imagining now that that uh, Twitter account that appeared and then disappeared very quickly of the woman who was like, "My son got beat up for being a MAGA kid. Like, we need to do something about this." <laughs> but you know, it was one of those ones that was like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Shirley four seven five seven seven eight eight one two. And then just she just kept retweeting the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over I, again. I I really liked the parody tweet that I saw of that because I saw the parody before I saw the original, which was like, "My son just got beat up from wearing a maga hat, and I'll do it again." <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Oh, I love those accounts. Mustafa letter. So the letter was proven to be false, but. They did that really well, uh, but they did really well in that election. They proved it was false after the election happened. Um, they then took and ran with this and took a bunch of other anti-immigration uh, positions that led to the successful 1989 general election in Norway, where they become the third largest party. With the exception of one election since then in 1993, which I'll get onto a bit later, um, they've been either the third or second largest party in Norway Damn. So just like just like that. Yep. I mean, they went from nothing. They weren't in parliament or anything. Uh, no, they were in parliament, but like okay. they were like. Well, yeah, he voted. You're seats. right. You're right. He voted against the. Yeah. I forgot the tax. Huh. But like sixth largest party. That just kind of country thing. wakes up one day, or you know, whatever, twenty percent of the country, and damn, damn gets on pull racism. Yeah. I don't want this Mustafa guy putting <laughs> donut shops everywhere. <laughs> Do you get the Mustafa letter? <laughs> um. Oh, I uh, guess mine was lost in the mail. I think I, I think I'm worthy of you know being killed. I'm I, I'm white. I could be white genocided. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him up and make sure he has my address. <laughs> you know, it's you you have to put a line through the O. You know, otherwise it won't. Yeah, won't no, get yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is us, not us. <laughs> um, this is us, the most popular t- TV show on Norwegian TV. <laughs> Everyone's posting I about it. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, they adopt Mustafa. <laughs> it's, it's two twins and they adopt Mustafa. <laughs> uh, Mustafa, stop sending le- letters to the leader of the Progress Party. All right. So, uh, he's after this point, he's made several comparisons to the Muslim world with Nazi Germany both in like speeches and a book he wrote called, oh Jesus, Erig Talt Memoir. <laughs> mein Kampf. It's his memoirs, but yeah, I think effectively. Um, he also introduced what was relatively new, but like an anti, anti-media strain to the party, constantly claiming nice. that the state-owned media was like in favor of the Labour Party and yeah, they, they never got a fair shake or whatever as they screamed from a TV show. Um, 
he further consolidated power after poor performance in the 1993 general election, where the libertarian wing of the party, which still exists, tried to wrestle control... The true the, heads. The true heads tried to wrestle control of the party back from him. Um, they eventually lost, and they tried to attempt to make their own party, which didn't work. And the party then refocused on immigration being their big thing and went on to be the second biggest party in the 1997 election. Uh, this is called, I think I have to find that name again. It'll come up later, but they have a word for this, which is a combination of the hotel in which it happened in, plus the ger- the Norwegian verb for stabbing in the back. So it's like the Folksjord or something like that event. It's it's very strange. Anyway. It's actually the, the 2000s Chingy song holiday in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. He then steps down as leader in 2006. He took a job in a consultancy firm, then left it in 2010 to become mayor of Oslo, um, dropping out three days before the election was done when the polling kept coming back of like being absolutely fucking dismal. And he's had a public spat with the current leader, Siv Jensen, over not being nominated to represent the Progress Party in the Norwegian Nobel Committee. This is when he uh, resigned, resigned completely from the party and entered more of a pundit, like, talking head space in Norwegian politics. Wait, they got Nobel, like, the Nobel Prize? I thought that was Swedish. No, the Nobel Prize is Norwegian, and the committee is made up of, like, Norwegian party representatives. Oh. Yeah, so you have to, as a party in the, like, uh, what is it called? Stortning, uh Parliament, you have to, like, send someone to be like, you get to pick... The Peace Prize people. That explains a lot. Yeah, right? (laughs) Are you happy to know that this party has like a fourth say in what happens to these people? Yeah, yeah, they have 26 seats currently in the Stuttinger, uh, the parliament, making them the third largest party currently. The reason I'm going to talk about them is that they've effectively broken a four-party coalition that they were in. They left recently because the Conservative Party repatriated repatriotized a woman who left who to fight in the Middle East, possibly ISIS. But like he let she the current Prime Minister led her back into the country and they were like, We're not having this and left. She fought with ISIS or fought against ISIS? They basically can't they don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like for a progress party that's as good as they fought for ISIS. <laughs> like <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I guess you kind of fucked either way. Oh, I joined the YPG. Well, you're a fucking communist then. Well, <laughs> um, I, That's I'm the not, history of the party. I'm not... Quick question. I'm yeah. not expecting, you know, magical answers here. But what happened in 1989? Like, what happened in Norway's economy? Like, what was the economic booms? Actually, like? this might come up. Okay. Um, then, sorry. Cut no, that. No, 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 no. I can explain it now, but you'll get hints of it later, but... Norway, I think, was destination numero uno for people who were kicked out of Iran after the Islamic Revolution. They got a lot. Of, there's a, a lot of Iranian Norwegians, and they're all basically friends of the Shah. And that was kind of back then viewed as this uh, Islamic threat or whatever, even though actually a lot of them go on to be massive supporters of the Progress Party in the modern day. I was going to say, like, because... In the U.S., you have a lot of those people who come. They they live in like L.A. A lot yeah. of them too. Like um, they're extremely reactionary. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. So, yeah. All right. Some general points about this party. 
I want to re like kind of restate that while this has all the trappings of like a weird fringe party, basically based on like all the fucking gaffes and foibles they do and all the weird mistakes they make, this is a major party. They've been in coalition since 2013. They've gotten a lot of stuff done. Um, they've reduced pensions. They've done like 2.5 billion in tax cuts, uh, favoring the wealthy and a hundred percent abolished inheritance attack tax. So that's yeah. Wait, thank good that they're looking out for the little guy. There's no inheritance tax in Norway anymore, thanks to them. Oh, none at all. None. For a super wealthy country. <laughs> Interesting. A lot of dynasties coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Look so, out. Look out. Um, the party has so much drama and political scandals that they now have an official political scandal spokesperson. Um, <laughs> currently, a woman called Ketil Solvik Olsen. Uh, as dep- a second deputy leader, but the position is basically known both within and without the party as being the political scandal spokesperson. Upon accepting this position, she told the party at the conference to behave. <laughs> yep. Um, here's yep. Go on. Well, just like what counts as a scandal for them? Because <gasps> like, what does behave? Oh, mean? you will see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we'll Actually, see. I can give you a taste of one now because most of what I've organized this, I've organized it around characters. There's a handful of people within this party that have just keep coming up and again doing dumb shit. Okay, what are the what is the um, what's the Norwegian ver- version of like moomins? <laughs> oh shit! What has Norway contributed to media? Black metal. Not nearly as adorable as movies. No, it's a bunch of vogues. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What have they done? I think they just did oil, and they were like, "This is it. This is it. This and fishing. This is fine." <laughs> There's some authors, I think, other than Knausgaard. <laughs> there are some more, uh, like poets. You look that up there, but um, yeah, we need we need our analog. Don't worry, we've got plenty to go. We have time to think of this. Uh, I keep wanting to say Angry Birds, but that's Finland. <laughs> <laughs> that's Finland again uh, alright so here, here's a taste of one of their scandals this person only had like this one scandal so I'm going to get them out of the way now uh, a parliament member of the FRP or Progress Party uh, went on a trip with three other politicians from the same party and bought sex in Riga um, journalists however this is like was a scandal because it's illegal for Norwegians to even internationally buy sex yeah. um, so they prostitutes but interestingly enough, journalists kept talking about how he paid too much. He basically got ripped off in Riga for because, <laughs> like, well, how they figured this out was he went into a room with a prostitute with these like three friends, uh, three other boys from the party, came out, and then the journalist just immediately rushed in after they'd left and interviewed the prostitute. <laughs> and like one of the things they said, one of the things were like the two points they got out of her was like, well, of course we had sex. That's what I do. And the second point was, I charged him way too much because <laughs> he's from out of town. What? But what is the point of harping on? Is it like a like a like a hashtag Norwegian resistance? Like, do we want people in power who are getting ripped off by sex workers? Who else are they going to get ripped off by? Like, I don't understand the. <laughs> well, the the thing was, he did a crime and he wasn't punished for it, which will be a theme. Okay. Yeah. So far, I find this run of the mill polit- politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is pretty, pretty like G-rated. Okay, okay, all right, all right. No, we came right. in with high expectations. Yeah, for right, okay. you told me they were like the pederasty party. Yeah, no, I'm getting to that. All right. Ah, 
Deborah, Deborah, they won't let me do Brexit, Deborah. Hi, it's me, Brexiteer Ray Romano. I'm just here talking to, to let you know that we're gonna bong a big bed or whatever the British people say. I'm concerned about trade. Anyway, I just want to let you guys know when I'm not yelling at my MP, I'm listening to Corner Speedy and supporting them with my obscene sitcom wealth uh, via patreon.com forward slash Corner Speedy. Yeah, Nigel Shafraj should be Prime Minister at night. Deborah! Um, other small scandals. The head of a youth branch in eastern Norway attended a couple of neo-Nazi marches regularly. Yeah, it's a little juicier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're still this is still this is still typical European shit. Okay. Speaking of neo-Nazi marches, uh, prominent fee-paying member and head of the West Oslo branch of the FPU—that's their youth wing—Anders uh, Bering Brevik. Oh, I was just wondering about. Yeah. Uh, the guy who killed a shit ton of people. Um, or something, wasn't it? Yeah, not a lot of people. Um, still, I think the biggest case of like individual mass violence in Norway since probably the founder of this party and the Fatherland League. Um, but yeah, he's... It's bigger than like... It was bigger than every... Even like US shooting up until Las Vegas. Yeah, I think so. It was like a massive event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he was the head of the West Oslo branch of the youth wing. Didn't he leave though and say they weren't like they weren't, you know, with his shit enough? So no. Oh, okay. He left, but they're the ones who said he left us because we are too liberal. Oh. He okay. didn't really make any comments about why he left. Okay. Yeah. Um, he started going on that whole like I mean, I don't know what his shit with politics was before that, but his whole thing was like not only just the white genocide, but like that the crusades have to come back and shit like that, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. With that, I think we can get into the contemporary characters. Nice. Oh, uh, wait, so these are like these are older. Okay, yeah. Anders Breivik was like uh, over a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we got like the contemporary idiots. So this like it does kind of range from just like monsters to. Dumb idiots. I've cautioned this. I've ended this with a particular idiot that I quite like. And there's also a strong Iranian connection in a lot of this as well. It's the Ayatollah, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> Surprise. I was talking about the Ayatollah the whole time. Um, okay. First, we have Sylvie Listhaug. Currently minister for the elderly, formerly minister for petroleum and energy, agriculture, immigration, and justice. As just... Tossing her around, doing whatever the hell. Yeah. Um, you may know her from uh, being a very anti-immigrant politician who was like, I have to see what it's like. Put on a giant orange inflatable uh, dummy suit thing and then jumped into the Mediterranean and flapped around for a bit until the Coast Guard like immediately saved her. And she was like, it's not that bad. Yeah. She got a lot of international attention for that. Um... She immediately moved from a PR company before becoming Minister of the State. And there was this whole scandal about, like, release your client list. Turns out, like, her client list was, like, everyone she was lobbying for when she started as Minister of the State. Um, she caused, like, a peasant's revolt by, like, basically denying all the farmers all the money they're meant to get. Um, yeah, all right. That's, that's yeah, yeah. good to start revolution. Good start. Uh, when she was Immigration Minister, a, sp a, sp a position specially made for her, 
she tightened asylum policy, like more language requirements, more self-sufficiency requirement, uh, more years before residency was granted, all that good stuff for asylum seekers. Um, she was then the one put in the giant orange flotation suit, mentioned that. But one, one like weird social media thing was there was a New York Times article that was critical of her like regime. It was talking like her practices, talking about like a seven-year-old Afghani boy who had, like arrived in Norway who was being deported after living in Norway for four years back to Afghanistan. And it was like, this is terrible. How can this be happening in Norway? New York Times stuff. And she just shared it and be like, like and share if you agree. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that that shit because that's always yeah the like liberal view of, like the american liberal view of the world is like oh yeah just look how wonderful europe is and they're just yeah. like that the one that then really comes to my mind also is kind of similar in vain is the uh, the hungarian journalist who's like tripped a refugee yeah that was wild and when you like tell like a, you know an american live about it they're like oh like how is that possible europe's understanding is like it's hungary like yeah. it's, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're on one and they've been on one um, this is the weird thing that kind of like brought her to her end when she was minister for justice she kind of like ran her mouth on Facebook saying the Labour Party cares more about terrorists than national security and then didn't attempt to apologize or she did one of those like sorry you were offended half apologies um, that <laughs> then eventually withdrew from the minister of justice on the same day she was about to be uh, voted out anyway because uh, she pissed off the Christian Democrats by saying the Christian Democrats uh, lick a mam's backs at night, which I think might be a Norwegian phrase. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> lick a man's back? No, like, like, I think the, a mam. Imams. Yeah, I think the image is like from the bottom of the like the spine Just all keep the way. Going. Yeah. That's how much you like them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, interestingly enough, she's uh, Hagen's favorite to replace as the next leader of the party. Oh, cool. The guy who was like running the party for like forty years, but is he still running the party? No, no, he's out. He's like a talking head now. Ah, oh, but he's his. Oh, I see. Yeah, I but he's see. like he's still yeah. talking. Yeah, he's got the Hagen seal of approval. Hagen seal of approval. Next cast in our characters, Ulf Lerstein. Okay, I'm gonna look up. Uh, I encourage everyone listening to look up these people because I didn't for the last woman. You just, you just want pictures? I just want the pictures. Oh, I can do that for you. I think it's important that we do actually look at Ulf Lerstein because of what he's involved with. So take a look at this man's face and mm. I want you to like think about that. He's, while got, he's got Paul Giamatti vibes in this mm, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want you, everyone can Google at home, but I want everyone the to... The fourth th result, everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, want you to, I want you two to think about that guy's face as I tell you what he did. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So he's the former leader of the youth wing, the FPU. Uh, this will be a trend. Wow. And former member of the Standing Committee on Justice. Just like a, yeah. Uh, repeatedly sending hardcore porn to members of the youth wing, including a 14-year-old boy, mm. from his official parliament email account. So just like ulf.lerstein at storteting.no or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, uh, no comment, just a link. Just Yeah, probably. I've heard it was like a PDF of porn, which is like the weirdest <laughs> way I've ever heard of porn being exported. You well, I mean, yeah, you're the one who prints out your fucking hentai. I know, I should do it. Um, I mean, how do you do? Huh. You export it to PDF first? No, I just pin pinges, man. That's why they come out all grainy. <laughs> um, all right. Then also discussed inviting a 15-year-old boy member of the FPU to a threesome with a 30-year-old female member of the actual party. 
So yeah, wanted to like rope in the youth. I think he was. I think the whole thing with that was he was like trying to seduce her. It was like, okay, what if me and a fifteen-year-old boy, <laughs> well-known aphrodisiac, yeah. have a fifteen-year-old boy? It's when were these? When did these revelations come to light? Is this a scandal? Well, Is this it's, just? It's, it's Rome, Athens, Jerusalem, right? <laughs> <laughs> Rome, Athens, Oslo. Um, so. When did the scandal come to light? This, I think the whole scandal, the text messages came out this year, or the year just gone, oh, 2019. Okay. Uh, the him sending porn thing, I think, was 2018, because he'd been like routinely doing that for a very, very long time. Um, after this came to light, he resigned from the party, but he's still in Parliament as an independent, uh, now with his own army of staff, mostly consisting of various members of his family who couldn't do anything else. Namely, nephews, sister-in-laws, weird shit like that. To just be on a staff. La Familia. To, you know, I, I guess, bind, digitally bind the PDF files. Find the porn for him. <laughs> yeah. Scout. Scout, 15-year-old um, boy. He doesn't have a youth wing to yeah. tap anymore. Where, do you, where else do you find 15-year-olds? <laughs> uh, I, I sent my weird I nephew down to the I want 400 pages park. of the hardest core porn and PDF files that you can find on my desk by Monday. No uh, no comments on what kind of porn it was. What, what, what is he into? Hardcore was the only... Mm. Well, I mean, at least it's not like child porn. Like That's at least Unclear. the only positive yeah. what hardcore could mean. I think I, no, I feel like, okay, if it was child porn, they would have said. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 exactly. <laughs> they would have stated it. Hardcore, so there was penetration, I guess. There you go, Robbie, happy. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I, I think it's worth pointing out, like you said, that they come through the youth wing. Mm. For just that as a particular energy, like imagine joining the youth wing of like, yeah, the far right party. And like, it also cuts against... Um, yeah, you become undesperific. <laughs> well, I mean, it cuts against this idea that like the people, I know there's a difference between the voters and the, and the people who run the party, but this idea that they're just fed up and they're just filling a void and whatever, like uh, attracting disaffected, um, yeah. you know, this, the disaffected common man. Like something about the youth party and going through the ranks since you were like a child. Like th these aren't child soldiers, but they're child something. <laughs> like <laughs> the way they, yeah, like be. how they, you know, I don't know. Right. Next on the cast of characters, we have... Tor Mikalwara or Vara. I'm not sure how the W is handled. I think it's Vara. Tor Mikalwara. So I'm going to show you guys a picture again with visual elements. There you go. That's what he looks like. Pretty bog standard right wing European politician. Yeah, very boring. Yeah, yeah a, couple, a couple of chins to boot. Yeah. And his scandal is. He's a bog, all right. Yeah. So, former Justice Minister Tor Mikalwara um, nice. constantly like made big media hay after um, there was about leftist violence when his like car was attempted to be set on fire a handful of fires were set in his property oh didn't he do it himself no 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 um several fires were set in his property the word racist i think misspelt in norwegian <laughs> was um there was two eyes i kept putting into google translate being like is this the correct norwegian word it doesn't seem to be when i removed one of the one eyes it came out as racist anyway um the word racist was written on his house and car um, lots of drama, lots of media coverage. Turns out it was his wife. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he resigned after this. I'm not sure him and his wife are going to make it. <laughs> I mean, huh. you know, uh, cool. Is that, is, that, is that his only scandal? Yeah, there's him and his wife. 
Yeah. Uh, is she a member of the party, or she's is is she a hero in this? I d- I don't know. The case is still ongoing, so it's either this is like weird messy divorce. She grew a, estranged from his politics, or this was all some sort of elaborate ruse. Yeah. Or what about like maybe she's like egging him on that he's like not racist enough. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, honey, do more racism, or the yeah, the, like, the Peugeot's going on fire. <laughs> that's like the the Norwegian like three billboards outside Missouri. <laughs> Be more racist. <laughs> All right, small small scandal from him. A little bit of a palate cleanser after the fucking fifteen year old boy three something. Because we're going into some real shit now with this one. A guy called Terje Solviknis. You should just not pronounce the names. I, that's basically I like what I'm names. doing. Uh, that's what I'm basically doing. Cool. I like the names, Kieran. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You so, know, as an expert speaker of Norwegian, you're just butchering this beautiful language. Ah, cool. He looks like Christian Lindna. <laughs> oh, <a> hell. <laughs> Are you sure it just isn't him? So this is like really <laughs> strange because in some photos, he kind of looks all right. Like this oh, one yeah. here. But yeah. then like you get the, the profile. Right he looks like, uh, it. Yeah, dude, he has no chin. He, he looks no like chin. Larry Bird with a bad haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like Larry Bird with the haircut of the uh, the dude who owns the. Uh, he looks like the his Raiders. Mark Zuckerberg's haircut. <laughs> no, who's, who's the guy who owns the Raiders? Oh yeah, Al Davis. Yeah, That's his yeah, son, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. With the haircut. His son. Okay, How Davis. old is that guy? I. Oh. Mm, he was born in 1979. Yeah. So. He uh, looks about 20 years older, is what I, I'm saying. <laughs> I know what age he is in a certain year. It's relevant. Oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, I got to say, for do look up this guy. Because like I said, he looks like Christian Lindner. Yeah. And, well, yeah, you know, but Norwegian. Um, right. But the other guys, I will say, like, they look like, like you said, bog standard. European. Conser- European, like, I don't trust them. But this has, the, you know, I feel like the... You know, Lovecraftian energy. Creeping yeah. Um, lack of chin just makes. Just yeah, you've traded. The your lights s- are flickering in yeah. here. Yeah, you've traded your chin for some sort of ungodly power, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember to sacrifice to Odin before we started. <laughs> so, uh, um, so, so is an interesting character because he kind of represents perfectly what the like post. I think I have it here. Ah, where to go? Uh, is he in the youth party? The no, no, no. Uh, I think he might have come up through the youth party, but he is like standard member. Yeah, he's very post Dol Kesio, which is the name of the like libertarian split thing that happened. He embodies perfectly their politics, and he's one of the most successful politicians in the party. He's Savicnus so was constantly referred to as the Wizard of Oss because he was the mayor of a town called Oss. And this is Oss. Yeah, this is Oss. Um, he basically turned the entire city around. It was like losing money that it made a lot of money, and. How did he turn it around? So he implemented a lot of the like very typical progress party stuff of generous kindergarten and senior care programs, even things like so subsidized wellness trips to Spain for residents. Yo, so think- fuck that. Fuck that 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 socialist bullshit. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? That no, 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 he's post. This is this is what the party becomes after they kicked out all the I know, I'm fucking pissed. Post yeah. post libertarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um so would you say uh, in general the Progress Party is less of a neoliberal party as the other far-right parties in continental it's Europe? It's definitely like that Orban ethno-nationalist, like the piss kind of stuff of those like generalist cash-in-hand programs but for Poles, yeah. Norwegians, Hungarians. Yeah. 
Oh God, that fucking. <laughs> but even that, I mean, I guess we can look into what kind of town. Didn't was, they read even... the train book that Ayn Rand wrote about what happens when the government does things? <laughs> you don't want to be like the what's it? What, what, what's Mexico called in that book again? Fuck! It literally is called like the Democratic Republic of Mexico or something like oh, that. Mexico is a communist country. Nice. <laughs> um, but okay, so like. Even subsidizing trips for people who live in this town to go to Spain so they can get enough sun, like because it's Norway. Well, yeah, but I what I was um, yeah. wanted to say was like it. I have no idea what the town is, but like the thing in Hungary in a lot of these programs is that they're extremely like cl- cl- they're like they're not for all Hungarians, even if that's the logic. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, it's it it's a class program and mm. it's very unequal so i can imagine the same here is in norway yeah this town this town is like on the coast it's in a fjord it's like a small mm. town but i think it makes its money from like tourism yeah. a lot of like hotels b&b's that kind of thing on the coast yeah uh lovely views so it's it's pretty well to do upper middle class i would say kind of thing um but hand in hand with this stuff so s yeah um Hand in hand with this stuff, you get this guy also massively defunding refugee and asylum seeker programs in the municipality, like the language courses, uh, the integration courses, like subsidies, shelters, things like that, to go hand in hand with the like programs where he just gives universal coverage for like kindergarten spaces and things like that. Um, Mm. It's all very for like family, well-to-do, two and a half kids, two cars in the driveway kind of Norwegian society. Yeah. Right. So he gets this title, Wizard of Oz. He's like a celebrity within the party. He moves past municipal politics and becomes like vice co-chair of the party under Henson. And he's the same rank as the person who's like now the leader of the party. Uh, But in 2001, while mayor of Oz and vice chair of the party, he, 31, rapes a 16-year-old member of the youth wing. Uh, At a party conference, she was very, very drunk, Uh, ended up, she ended up traumatized and in hospice, Um, cases resulted in no charges, was then appointed oil and energy minister in 2016, served until 2018, the victim eventually called him out again once the Me Too movement happened, Uh, but again, facing no consequences, he just retires from politics to say he wants to spend more time with his family. And as you saw from the pictures, not a particularly old man. Like, not, like, very early to retire. Yeah, so I was asking about the timeline because I know the Me Too movement was, uh, I mean, big everywhere, but especially in Norway. Mm. Um, So it was known before that, too. Yeah. And people were just like, well... Well, we'll get into, like, some of the tactics because I'll go into some similar cases here, but it's... uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it had the status of, like, open secret Mm -hmm. kind of shit. Um... But it was like definitely resurfaced. She got a platform again. I saw like coverage of this in two thousand, like articles from two thousand and one. It wasn't the news, but like she got another kind of like boost again when the Me Too movement made a lot of other like media people pay attention to this situation again. Uh, in a similar case, the vice chairman of the youth wing, um, the FPU, uh, Christian Elitsen has sexually assaulted two members of the youth wing uh, when he was 20, one girl who was 16, another who was 13. He told the 16-year-old to forget about it. As far as I know, he hasn't faced any charges. Uh, In another similar case, in 2003, uh, a Kim Kjölner 
leader of the Oslo uh, youth wing branch had been confronted by the police with raping the FPU member Catherine Rustuen. Again, no charges. Um, yeah. So getting kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, the youth wing is deeply upsetting. Yeah, this is this is definitely taking a turn. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to kind of illustrate all this kind of stuff, the current leader of the actual the whole party itself, the head honcho, the successor to Hansen. Uh, is Siv Jensen. Uh, she lied about uh, Sovikniz, uh, like, incident before all the details were released, kind of thing. He, she kind of <coughs> flat out denied, said, oh, you know, he's a good man, he's the Wizard of Oz, or whatever. Um, and this is probably the most insidious thing I found with the victim of the last case in 2003, the youth wing member, Catherine Rooston. She, Siv Jensen, the leader of the party, personally rang her up and told her that she had betrayed the party by coming to the police with this, and all the men in the party, um, like, harassed her on the phone, basically, after this came out. Uh, so that's the kind of, like, party structure of this thing. So, yeah. Also, one of them was 13. Yeah. Yep. I just, to all the, uh, like, I don't know what to say. Um, I do want to say, like, you think, like, and they're, they're still like doing pretty well, <laughs> like despite <laughs> this fucking howling yeah. snake pit of abuse. Like every like all of the I mean, we, we've we, we've talked. Uh, this was all while they were in opposition. Yeah, <laughs> like they're now in the government. <laughs> we've we've talked before about how like um, it's like a simple conservative thing to like pass off problems of like uh, you know patriarchy and things onto you know from from white conservative Europeans hmm. onto whatever immigrants migrants of any kind. Um, but then here you just have like already, I mean, the long uh, fucking violent um, rape culture mm. of Europe just like intensified, like it's, you know, like through a, a magnifying glass and just burning. And like, they're still like doing well. Yep. <laughs> second or third every year. Yeah. Just like that's politics, baby. So the other thing like is that they're, Coupling, like, taking this understanding of how their party operates and how they treat the youth wing of their party, which seems to be their, like, personal harem, um, as, like, they take all this information with the fact that they constantly campaign on the state of Sweden. Um, Siv Jensen, the current leader of the party, like, has visited uh, Rinkeby, which is like a notorious neighborhood in Stockholm because it has a high immigrant population. And they do the whole like... The Paul Joseph Watson thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but they do the whole like refugees, uh, dog whistling or just outright saying-ish kind of thing of like we can't let people in because they're going to uh, rape all of us. Uh, that, that's not meant to happen. We're meant to do that. Um, so like it's, it's that weird, horrifying dynamic. So that's upsetting, but I do have a palate cleanser. Uh, all other, you know, the establishment politicians aren't pedophiles. That's good. No, yeah. that, that palate cleanser. <laughs> They've all been successfully funneled into this party. This is the Norwegian system. I, I do want to say one thing, like maybe this is like pedantic, but like what's funny about the Wizard of Oz is that like, so they're like, he's a magician. Like, how did he do this? Like, he's just a political genius when really he's just like, what you can do in politics. You can sacrifice and brutalize a handful of people to make some people, usually the very the rich or a small, uh, you know, um, yeah. People who vote Whatever, for you. the wealthy, yeah, the people who vote. Like, you make them a lot better off. Here you can just widen that, like, you know, little group slightly, and then it just seems like you're doing magic. But, like, 
you're not doing magic. There's nothing magical about it. No. You're just taking all the resources that we have as, you know, fucking on the world and being like, oh, what is this? What did I find under here? More stuff for us. Now <laughs> you're, and then it's distributing it a little more. What's funny about that is that they call him a magician who's just like, no one's been able to do this when it's just staring in front of our face. It's the fucking resources of society that we've, you know, that we've produced that are being allocated, um, you know, that are being accumulated by a certain group of people. What's funny about that is it does mirror like the story of the Wizard of Oz, right? Because the Wizard of Oz is like, who is this magical wizard running things? And like behind the curtain, it's, it's nothing, right? Yeah. It's just like... You had the courage all along. <laughs> you the, had the resources to do this it's, it's all along. right in front of you. Uh, yeah. So, good name. Good nickname. Good. It's tough to come up with an accurate nickname. Yeah. There's a lot of them. A lot of poetic irony in that. I like that. All right. I have two cast of characters left and I swear to God neither of them are bummers so you okay. promised Kieran. I did promise alright so remember that Iran connection I made earlier yeah this next cast this next cast in the cast of characters is one Maziar Keshvari right. traditional right. Norwegian name finally a name that, that we can all pronounce we can all pronounce yes um, alright so as you can probably guess from his name, Iranian-born, he moved to Norway when he was like six. Again, family was friends of the Shah, moved in 1989. And one of the most vocal anti-immigrant, anti-refugee, asylum seeker, anti-asylum seeker members of the party. Um, but like, yeah, friends of the Shah. Um, in 20... 20- <laughs> Literally every time he's thrown out of a party, he's like, I know the Shah! Do you know who I am? Um, interesting you should say that. <laughs> That's in- what I say. I mean, yeah. It works for me at the party, so I figured it worked for him. He actually knows the Shah. In 2019, he was convicted of aggravated fraud. Uh, for- <laughs> he didn't know the Shah? <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. That dream is still alive. Uh, but for defrauding the Norwegian parliament and sentenced to seven months in prison for pocketing money from false business expenses. Here we get into 2014. Classic Norway. I mean, you know, I, this, I believe this podcast supports prison abolition. <laughs> Good old Norway, seven months. I mean, I, did, I forgot I looked up Anders Breivik. He's in prison for, what, 21 years? Yeah, he's a, that's a life sentence in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> and in Germany as well, that's a life sentence. Back to Keshavari. In 2014, he made death threats against a NRK, so like public broadcaster, debate moderator in a pub. Um, Why won't you debate me? (laughs) Why won't you debate me? I'm a moderator. (laughs) Debate me. (laughs) Um, And then in 2019, though, he was arrested for drunkenly threatening a person with a gun. Hmm. So that's always, that's the kind of energy he was bringing. Are there a lot of guns in Norway? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a it's like the one with low key, like Switzerland. They got a lot of guns. Uh, kind of. It's more like it's more like it's bit, no, it's a bit more like American culture. Once you go north, it's like we're in the untamed wilderness. We yeah. need to have our guns. Last little thing I should say about Kashmir because it sets up for our last guy is he's your typical as you Americans would be very familiar with the typical Joker. kind of like no the Iran crank the kind of like constant guy who's insisting it's you know it's a global threat. Mm. It's going to take over the world. It's basically the current. Third Reich, mm. uh, contemporary Third Reich. He he just did that on TV all the time, and he was like, "I'm from there. I know. I'm friends with the Shah." <laughs> they founded the Labour Party of Norway. Um. <laughs> but then we get into our last little guy because this guy is, as far as I can tell, just 
he's just he's just their gaff guy, their foibles guy. The 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 he's the bit in the Three Stooges where they get stuck in the door constantly. <laughs> he's just that guy. Sick. And it's the last one I learned about, but it's Per Sandberg. Um, he was the Minister of Fisheries, which is before, which is important. <laughs> Already a hilarious title. <laughs> it's, important fisheries, it's important to know. It's important to know. I understand. No, fish, very important. Yeah. I understand. But just running the fisheries, like you just wake up in the morning, you look outside. I just imagine salmon. Just like, <laughs> you look at all the salmon hopping. And you're like... It's all in order. Um, yeah, everything's, <laughs> everything's great. It's not in order, actually. The salmon are in trouble around the world, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. not if you put me at the head of the Salmon room. are like fucking bugs where they're like, yeah, 80% of the population has died. Sorry. It's <laughs> 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 bad news, but we don't know what else to say. Um, um, you'd be surprised how many countries have like... Uh, Departments of Fisheries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that when I like. That it's just a funny concept. It is. It is bizarre. <laughs> there were so many of. What them. is someone the head of beef? <laughs> yeah, no, because I mean, it'd be like agriculture, right, or whatever. Yeah. But there would like there was literally a set a separate section in our database at my last like like job that I had for a long time. Um, for fisheries, there are so many, like, it, yeah. there's such a big demand for, you know, this shit in Europe, I guess. That was the, that was that show, um, it was a Netflix show, Designated Survivor, where, yeah. <laughs> have you seen the show? I have seen that show, yeah. Uh, this I is one of it. the, this is one of the classic, I, I consider it a German phenomenon. Isn't that literally just the plot of Battlestar Galactica? Is it? It literally is the, like, the. Like okay. Battlestar Galactica starts the exact same way that for, then, like, for for anyone who doesn't know what Designated Survivor is, it's an American show. Yeah, it stars your lad from Twenty Four, um, who I've forgotten the name of. But basically, the whole Kiefer Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland, that's it. Yeah, it becomes like a weird like drama mixed with West Wing thing. But the general plot is he's the Designated Survivor, which is a real thing. When, like, the State of the Union happens, they have to pick, like, one guy in the government being, like, if we all die because they blew up the State of the Union, you're in charge of everything. And he Those is... damn illegalists. With yeah. Them. And he's the fisheries guy. So oh, it is sick. just an entire series of Kiefer Sutherland plays, like, the head of fisheries in charge of the U.S. It's great. Yeah, because that's literally, like, bad, the first episode of Battlestar Galactica starts the exact same way mm. that they're all on... Uh, what's the, the planet's name? I forget. Um, the Cylons attack, destroy the planet, and then the only person of the cabinet who's left alive is the head of the Department of Education. Yeah. And then that goes on for, what, six seasons or however long that show went on for. Fair enough. But it's very violent. Like, And then it just turns into a normal West Wing show. Like, we got to solve the problems today. They're like, yeah, all uh, these people died. I mean, the, the other way to look at it is like... So actually, I... I, I but, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but like, it's just a very violent concept that like all these people died, even if uh, they're all like, you know, I've all the powerful pedophiles in the world who are ruining your life specifically. But you know, like... I mean, to be very on, fair, on probably TV, the like, least... I mean, wait, actually, wait, who's the head of the Department of Fisheries in the United States? Uh, Grand Torino Pedophile. <laughs> well, then, you know what? Johnny Pedophile. <laughs> I was about to say, maybe he's not the worst, but then again, it's, that is always just one of those positions that's like, oh, well, you know, you, uh, you're you evil, so uh, here's your comical mustache, and uh, here's, a, here's a, a, a department for you. Yeah. Oh, God, but I have so much to say about that show that I watched like three episodes of. Anyway, so, Per Sandberg, back to this guy. Minister of Fisheries, right, which we've, we, we've successfully lampooned this whole designation within the government. We'll can... 
It's just a cool name. Aurelia Skipwith. <laughs> there is she. She's well, okay, it's Fish and Wildlife Service, so maybe it's like all. Mm. So, after lamp- lampooning the fisheries ministry, right? Well, I'm glad to tell you, Rob, he got a promotion to uh, Minister of Justice. Nice. Like all of these people were at some point, I guess. Um, but yeah, general foibles guy, he makes a lot of dumb things. All right. Dumb thing number one that he's done. At a party, he fought an asylum seeker. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. He got into a fight with an asylum seeker, which was described as, according to the... Uh, 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 it was described as where it came out as as aggressive basketball. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I did. I didn't get any more than that. No, no, no. Back up. What does that mean? I don't know. The fight was aggressive basketball. Yes, they were just dunking on each other. <laughs> the hoop was your head. <laughs> I think that's lost in translation because, as the head of ministries, his fight attack is like a magic carp. Like he just kind of flops, and they're like, "Yeah, it was like basketball." I just don't Norwegian, think. I don't know. Yeah, I was to say, like, are there any it's players? It's very French Norwegian. We've had too many, uh, <laughs> too many French people in our country. <laughs> they were uh, playing basketball. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that is coming up later. I love this guy. All right. So importantly, after having the fight with the basketball player, he do, like not basketball. Sorry, asylum seeker. The aggressive basketball. I think that's a code for like hip hop style <laughs> like, <laughs> refugees. You know, they play basketball. Uh, these that Iranian basketball yeah, players who are too urban. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So after he cools down a bit at the park, I'm just imagining that being like the stereotype of like Australia, like of Greek Australians who get like souped up fucking Hondas and shit and wear too many chains <laughs> but in Norway yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after 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 he cooled down a bit at the party the asylum seeker is still there and he literally does the trailer park boy meme and then offers him money to go away and never talk <laughs> about this because uh. he may have just realized that getting into a fight with an asylum seeker was probably not politically good optics <laughs> Or for his party, like, really good optics. Yeah, right? Well, if he won. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, it depends how good he is at one-on-one. But. Uh, this came out years later in a biography. Uh, called, it, it worked. Called, my, called my, my Struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might have been called that. I think it was called, like, Governing Alone or something like that. But uh, it's, a bi- it's a biography, not an autobiography. Of okay. Per Sandberg. This means Per Sandberg did just tell the author. Uh, and then when this came out, he was fined 300 euro for being like, <laughs> why did you fight a person? <laughs> uh, for, uh, for bribing the person, I think, was what he was charged with. Um, again, fines, like uh, le- legal fines, bad. Expropriating all wealth, good. Yes. <laughs> Don't half-ass it. <laughs> um, Wait, what are these like, like, like wimpy-ass... Uh, uh, Fines that they get too. Like, yeah. Norway's like, oh, you broke the law. 50 euro. <laughs> 300 euro, which is the price of a sandwich in Norway. <laughs> you could buy either a beer, you could pay a fine. Pick <laughs> one. Uh, all right. So, while Minister for Transport, which he was at one point, uh, he claimed that Norwegian roads are so good, it's fine to drink drive on them. <laughs> That's a great one. He went and demonstrated it, right? Uh, almost. Um, he he was then caught speeding a hundred kilometers per hour in a sixty kilometer zone. Um, so yeah, 
It's just so smooth. <laughs> that's a. That, I mean, that, that's a good flex. The, uh, the ice <laughs> just you collide. <laughs> yeah, it's the great roads. Great roads. Oh. I, I drive better when I'm drunk on Norwegian yeah. roads. Um. All right. He said, remember earlier with the whole, like... I like how 100 kilometers an hour, though, isn't actually that fast. It's like 60 miles an hour. Like, he still <laughs> wasn't going fast. He was going, like, below the normal highway speed in Germany. But it's like a 60-kilometer zone, so where was he? Like, a, a, a yeah. children's, like, playground <laughs> <or something? laughs> Doing donuts? I don't know. Uh, too fast, too furious. Too fast, too furious. Um, I drive much better when the roads are Norwegian. Um, all right. So he said, if we cast your mind back to earlier in this episode, he said of the Riga FRP, like Progress Party members paying for sex scandal, that this is the best sex scandal the FRP has had. <laughs> Which, considering the rest of them, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one's that one's like G rating compared to everything else. Yeah. It's also like a real Donald Trumpism. Like yeah. we have the, be- I mean, I mean, okay, I'm a little unqualified to speak on Norwegian politics, but I'm just gonna. The impression I'm getting, yeah, is that because I asked myself, like, all right, this is a howling, like, violent snake pit. Like, why do they? Why did they get elected? And the answer that makes sense is like, well, they all are. They're just more upfront about it or more extreme about it, you know. Yeah. And um, in that sense, you know, they're just like. Hey, you know, but we, we got we got funnier sex scandals, you know. Yeah. Yeah, vote for us. Have you seen this Paris Sandberg guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right, related to the drink driving thing. After being drunk in Parliament, he uh, he's quoted as saying, "Those who claim that I was drunk or drunk are probably my political opponents, mm. um, who have completely different agendas." Yep. You should take breathalyzer tests of the entire parliament room yep. instead of just hanging me out to dry. <laughs> During parliament. I mean, to, to be fair, you know, maybe they're, they're drinking a bit. Um, that's also what I said to the bouncer when I got kicked out of the techno club last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they're all drunk in there. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm about to ask, wait, which club did you get kicked out of? But that's not true. Um... Per Sandberg believes that Islam is the fastest growing religion in Europe and probably the fastest growing violent ideology. He believes comics of Muhammad is the best way to combat <laughs> it. Wait, what? <laughs> Com- combat mu- Comics of Muhammad ah. is the best way to combat Islam. What the, fu- what the fuck is wrong with these people? Like, all right, you believe that like, like this, I never understand this. It's like you believe that, like, oh damn, like there's this thing that then is really violent that's taking over the world. And what's the thing that makes the most extreme elements really mad mm-hmm. is this, which like isn't a thing actually ever. Like yeah. previously in Islam, it wasn't a thing. Like you could draw Muhammad, it wasn't a problem. But now, like I don't know, the last like thirty years, it's become like a big taboo. Yeah. And they're like, this makes them really mad. Let's keep doing it. <laughs> you know? Which I mean like it, to be fair, if they all end up like what's his name in, in, in the Netherlands and that's Keith fine. Fillers. Yeah. No no, like, no 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 the one who was stabbed to death. Oh right. <laughs> like um, if they want that, you know, I don't. I, I don't get this. It's like, oh, we don't want. We don't want. You know, uh, Sharia Norway. But at the same time, we want the thing that will piss off the most extreme elements of yeah. Salafism. 
Yeah. We want that right at our doorstep. So, like, pick one. Do you want it or do you not want it? Like, you can't do both. I think... Speaking of Geared Wilders, though, you reminded me of his brilliant tactic, which was he hosted a Muhammad drawing yeah, competition. Yeah, what is what? Like, I, I get that they have that fucking dipshit, like, this is freedom of speech, baby. Yeah. But the thing that they're most afraid of is being killed by someone for for doing these dumb fucking pictures. And it's like... It's like roller coasters for them. It, I, I, <laughs> I get it that it's like it's like a thrill, but it's like, you know, what then happens when you do get stabbed in public by, you know, the guy no matter that... You're dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you think you're going to become a martyr, or is it literally like you just didn't have to do that? Like you did not have to draw Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to downplay it because I mean, the reactionary parties uh, across Europe, like it is, it can be the dynamics of fascism, but it is this like back and forth of like what what are they going to do other than like the brutal like systematic like whatever you want to call it, bureaucratic violence that they can do and yeah. and like even even like spectacular events like that Anders Breivik shooting or like things that they the ideology inspires every day it's sort of like they they're telling them like vote for us we're going to like you know a, a great blood will come and you and we will be victorious but then they get into government that's fucking parliament what do they do they're like Oh, we gotta keep him busy. Like, yeah, we're March twelfth is draw Muhammad. Yeah, we're gonna Day. draw Muhammad. Yeah, that 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 gets you. That gets us all riled up, right? I mean, it kind of shows the disconnect, right, between yeah. like the the it's, rhetoric and what they can actually do. Yeah, it's absolutely wild too, especially because of exact like exactly the point of Anderspreivik is that they, like Europe, and this is a problem in Germany too that that like doesn't get spoken of enough is that like right wing terror in Europe has killed significantly more people oh, yeah. than yeah. any you know, uh, terror in the name of Islam or whatever. And, I mean, Anders Breivik literally murdered 70 people in one day. Like, in a matter of a couple of hours on an island that no one could fucking get to. And, like, also there was a car bomb. Like, it was a massively well-thought-out plan. Yeah. Um, and one lad. Yeah, one dude. Um, absolutely wild that then that that's never actually, like, addressing right-wing extremism is never, like, clearly not big in a problem if this party is still very much running wild yeah just like and in europe i mean in, in germany it's the same thing too of like what are the uh i think within the last 10 years there have been a hundred and hundred and uh no wait, no not 10 years i don't know i saw an article from catapult the other day mm. it had the instances of left-wing and right-wing murders the left-wing instance was like five yeah. I think this is like the last 50 years, actually. Yeah. And right-wing murders, like murders that, that were initiated by right, right-wing extremists, just of like political things. Yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. normal people. It was like 150? Yeah, yeah. Not even to mention on top of that, too, like all the um, refugee um, uh, centers that have been burned down by Nazis and shit, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The NSU murders are not counted in these either and stuff like that, you know. Well, that that kind of like leads to what the problem is with all of this, which is the like mechanisms that the... the the liberal consensus would use to stop the stuff is like on the side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you can't utilize the police or army because going back to the funny man, because I want to stress, <laughs> I want to stress that this guy in this party is compared to the rest of them, largely harmless. He's a big goofball. He's a big old goofball. Um, I just realized we haven't actually looked at a picture of him yet. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Oh, Sorry. Oh. There will be a photo series. I imagine he looks like uh, Pee Wee Herman. There will. Norwegian Pee Wee Herman. 
You're not far off. <laughs> um, but there will be a slideshow at the end. I'll probably put this link in the description so people can watch, ah, nice. watch along at home. But, all right. So as alluded to what Rob said earlier, um, Rob with his like ability to like cast his eye into the future and see what's coming next, um, he's made anti-Bulgarian, anti-Romanian, anti-French comments... Uh, stating that there's too many of them and they disturb <laughs> the order and often commit crimes. So French? <laughs> the French are a real problem in Norway. The French, uh, okay, here's my Norwegian accent. Uh, the French, they are like the, the crooked Tetris piece. They do not fit into Norwegian society. <laughs> I like this is what I sound like. <laughs> now I am <laughs> I am the Per Sandberg. Uh, Norway is approximately halfway between the France and Russia. Uh, it sounds like this. <laughs> um, you fly like an idiot. <laughs> All right. Um, but okay, so that's... He's 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 this, he's a goofball. I, it kind of sounds like the way this comment is like this piece of information is phrased. He was doing the very typical like I don't know two thousand and four two thousand and seven like anti Eastern European sentiment that was. Uh-huh. But then he was like, I have to throw in a French person to yeah. like. Is that an ant? What about what about France? What about it? Do you say no? They just... they dis- disturb the order and often commit crimes. Huh. Yep. As in fashion crimes, they just they dress too damn well for the Norwegians. <laughs> Why aren't they wearing like several layers of very practical parka coats? They're just wearing they're just wearing turtlenecks and they just smoke too much. <laughs> oh, that could that, that could literally be it because Norway has really strict uh, cigarette. Like you can't smoke in public in Norway. They could just be smoking everywhere. <laughs> like that's uh, it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> they throw garlic everywhere. <laughs> Oh, yes, nor- the, the things that Norwegians are deathly allergic to. Because <laughs> they're vampires. Um, all right. And here's, the, here's, here's your big Per Sandberg. This is what actually caused him to resign. In August 2018, Per Sandberg went on holiday to Iran with his... <laughs> oh. <laughs> with who? With his Norwegian-Iranian girlfriend, who is 20, 28 years old, a one... Bahara Letnas. Um, he was recently estranged from his wife, so no one knew when this was first revealed that she was his girlfriend. It was just this 28-year-old woman he went to Iran with. How old is he? Oh, not 28. <laughs> nice. Um, wait, wait, so then why did he get uh, kicked? Fire kicked he out. Iran. Iran. No, he resi- just he, he just was- for going to Iran. No, he resigned after this. This is the beginning. This is hey, the beginning. That's what I'm saying. I'm, okay. I'm eager. So you have to. You have to. Okay. This is a slow rollout in news okay, in Norway. Okay, okay. At the at the first thing they know is he's gone to Iran. Uh, I see. I see. It's unfolding. There is like a girl Sanford. with him. We thought he was married. All right. The, the, he sounds like a pimp. Yep. He later revealed he didn't notify the Prime Minister's office or any security in advance. Oh, sorry, I'm just going to Iran. <laughs> I'm just going to Iran. Um, he was constantly criticized for his lack of security by the Keshvari guy in I'm particular. Sorry, this just sounds like a Coke idea. They're just like him and like this 28-year-old just like just did a shit in a Coke. Like, you know what's a great fucking idea? Like tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow morning we're just gonna get up. We're just gonna go. We're gonna go to Iran. <laughs> <laughs> um he was criticized by the Keshvari guy, whose you know, whole stick is like Iran's evil, uh, for his lack of security, using his government phone for government business several times while he was there. Um, <laughs> they, like, I, as far as I know, they just like blew up the phone when he got back, being like, this could be compromised. <laughs> what are you doing, you idiot? Um, 
Yeah, using his phone for the government business while he was there. Um, other weird thing is his new girlfriend is like heavily involved in exporting seafood. This is when he's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're <laughs> back to the fish. <laughs> um, so it could have been like a business thing. Mm-hmm. Like we want to set up fish trade with Iran. Here's this woman who speaks like fucking goddamn it. <laughs> you know Farsi. what? Everyone's uh, hating on me, but I, I follow one rule, the rule of the stream. You know, the water. I just go where the stream goes. That's why I live my life. I don't listen to the haters. Hashtag fish. Hashtag think like a fish. Hashtag Dory. Hashtag feeling like Dory. Hashtag my dad was a salmon. Uh, yeah, do you go against the stream or with the stream? Damn, that would you could, like you Norwegian could, Dory. <laughs> you, could, you, could, you, could, you could do it both ways. He is very Norwegian Dory. Like, he definitely has that like level of intelligence for sure. Um he kept okay. Also, the other thing that pissed off the pissed off the Keshvari guy who like drunkenly attacked someone with a gun later is he kept Wait, what? You know, he was yeah. the last character. The he last character. Yeah. But I forgive you. They blend together. There's yeah, a lot of. Uh, but like, Per Sandberg kept pissing this guy off because constantly when this like scandal was coming out, he'd be interviewed. He'd be on like panel shows, and his like defense he would always come back to is is like. It's a beautiful country. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> it is a beautiful country. Um, but this was like this weird... He kept talking about how great Iran was. Uh, but this this led to this weird, protracted like media storm in Norway. Uh, like a complete shit show. So he then eventually decided it would be best if he stepped down. Because he was like basically, you know... Ruining the image of this party. <laughs> I want to spend more time with my first love, Iran. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, great thing to resign for. He's, yeah. He supports, he's anti-imperialist. I <laughs> respect him too. Like He also, um, he, I assume, now lives in Iran and is um, mm. a um, leading official in the um, Iranian Revolutionary Guard. So, he's now... He's, he, now, he's, he's a commander of the, of the communist dolphins. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, the fish connection. <laughs> You, know, you you walk into a dark like room, a single lit like lamp over a table, and he's on the other side casting shadows. Like the thing they do not know about dolphins, actually fish. Smoking a cigarette. Okay, but the first thing he basically does after resigning is, during this whole scandal, it is confirmed that is his girlfriend. He's estranged from his wife. He has a 28-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, I just want to confirm I fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, make sure that was on the record. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this Keshvari guy is on about because when I was in a rat, I got the business. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, the first thing he does, basically, after this whole thing re- resigned, and he takes steps down from politics, whatever. I think he's retiring to spend more time with his first love, the Ayatollah. Um, and fish, I guess. <laughs> but he does a photo shoot with this, like, kind of right-wingy gospel mag. And uh, I'd like us to look through the photos now. Because... Nice. It's great. So this First is, time seeing this guy. This Maybe is, you've already checked him out. I know, right? He's at home. Um, this is what Norwegian looks like. I'm jealous. But here he is. Oh, nice. With his uh, with his 28-year-old girlfriend, like, wrestling. Dude, how the fuck is, like... that? What is that couple? What the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> Holy shit. I'm genuinely offended. I can honestly say they look like they would... Never say and like if they were just two people <laughs> no. on the street, you'd be like they have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> no, I was expecting they're just like, walking at the same pace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're just like 
Oh That's my weird. god! Like, weird synchronicity. They're accidentally <laughs> holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like so not for any. Like not even for a particular. A. I mean, I guess it's accumulation of things, but it's not even like just like the age or like whatever racial or anything. They just look like. Two completely different people. No, it is. You are my son's new girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, uh, like, what the? He looks like a principal, and she's in like, like a student. student. Yeah. Yeah. She is twenty-eight. She's very young-looking twenty-eight-year-old. This is the thing, though, is that then also too, like, okay, yeah, the age difference is like obvious and very weird, but like the thing is, like, he just looks like a blob. Like he like there is no feature of him that then is like like not even like okay I can understand that then how she'd be attracted to him like he's like you know a handsome older guy no no he's just he's featureless like literally what? does not have a single feature what age are we guessing this man is I'm saying like sixty two mm. no he's fifty four so if we're going by prices right rules, unfortunately it's Rob. He's fifty nine, but I think you were closest. Nice. Yeah. Wait, no, wait. <laughs> me or, or, or Rob? Rob wins because you get the closest to the number without going over. Oh, That's okay. Fuck. Right God, rules. fuck the prices right. I hate this shit. <laughs> I was three years off. I'm actually closer. Yeah. What are you laughing about? Carol's <laughs> just like fifty nine, and without missing a beat, you're like nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong. <laughs> This broke Rob. And I'm I'm so glad to reveal to you guys now there's more photos. Excellent. Alright, so this is the first one. She's just, you know I'm happy I'm happy for them. You yeah. know? They're, they're it's beautiful that I these gen- two people who I never think would say anything to each I, other I kind are of genu- doing a photo shoot. This could be his redemption arc. He might learn that there's like a moderate form of Islam or whatever. And mm-hmm. like he just I don't know. Maybe just he'll just be the, the goofy guy who drives drunks exclusively on Norwegian roads. <laughs> like he'll stop at the Swedish yeah, border yeah, yeah, and be like, yeah, yeah. I have to turn around. I'm too drunk to drive on their shitty roads. I don't trust your roads. There's <laughs> only Norwegian okay, roads. Keep, keep going with the keep pictures. Going, keep going. Yeah. Next, next image. Her smiling. All right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, please. I do not want him to see him smiling. He's not uh, smiling. Stoic. <laughs> Next image. Stoic. Is him not smiling? He, that's too stoic. He looks like he's about to smile. It looks like he like is holding in a fart. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. He does. Uh, all right. Next image. Him burning <laughs> a Norwegian newspaper <laughs> with his lovely new girlfriend. What is the newspaper? Uh, just some. I don't know. Just that's a cool. Uh, that's a that's nice framing and everything. It's, it's very, very poetic. It's a very professional shoot. But I wonder if there's a meaning to like which newspaper they're burning. Like it's um oh, it's the liberal press. Yeah, yeah. it's um, in general because it it looks like an it's uh, a sh- Sharia Weekly. But it, I mean, it looks like a tabloid. You know what I mean? Yeah, like broad, the press is what's like it called? No, not a broadsheet, a tabloid. You know, it's like. a tabloid. Yeah, I don't know. The Norwegian papers could just look like that. Anyway, uh, there she is. Holding, <laughs> there she is holding it inflamed while carrying fuck? a copy of his book. The fucking Olympic torch. Yep. <laughs> I'm getting like real like 1936 Germany uh, Olympics vibes here. Mm. It's very Statue of Liberty. No. <laughs> oh, now they're getting fucking buck. Yeah, here they are with damn. some rosé, I guess. He's drinking out of the bottle because he's a bit kooky. He's a bit kooky. He's dressed in all black, I should say. For oh, but Norwegians don't wear any other colors. Uh, I think this next image is the one that I particularly enjoy. Go. Oh. oh hell yeah! They're both giving a Hitler salute. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are both dabbing. 
<laughs> they're both dabbing. Honestly, the the European dab, which I should clarify that this is the European dab, is honestly not that far off from, from Hitler's. Oh yeah, no, just as important. I don't know how this morphed over time. I mean, it didn't like. Um, I'm afraid to dab in Germany. Uh, it'd be misconstrued. <laughs> well, the dab, <laughs> well, like, like yeah, the you, arm has to be fully you know. extended, and the the like the the angle of the other arm, you're not, or that you're like. Which wait, which half is the dabbing? The other half of the dab. <laughs> which part is the dab? Yeah, no. And the European the one, the European one is if like a dab were a dab. Would it be like this? Or if a dab chuck could dab chuck. Yeah, but no. The way that like Europeans do it is that they'll have their one hand rigid. Yeah, extended outwards like that. <laughs> now, all right. Now, yeah. now niggas doing a Hitler then, salute. And then, and then the other one like in. They, they basically don't match the angles between the two no, arms. No, they're opposite, and that's why it yeah. looks like a Hitler salute because yeah, yeah. they literally have the one the one hand out straight and the other one. Like Nick just got fined ten euros by the Norwegian <laughs> government. For doing a Hitler I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a crime in Norway. <laughs> my my only my only beef with the with the European dab mm-hmm. is that like it's I mean the dab is like a dance move in the like whatever at the end of the beat you know whatever you like do something. But it's not like like it's just kind of like wave of like you're it's basically like dancing like you're one of the like uh, blow up men outside the yeah. car dealership you know you're like oh. <laughs> but like something about the when you just do it as a meme it's just you're just like I don't know it's like you're entering a straight jacket it's like oh I got to do the thing and then you do it in just this one yeah. way I am um, not a fan but. You know it what? It adds to their story. It honestly makes them more real. Like I now I can really picture them. I'm making the corner spatey point that you can dab whenever you want, just do it properly. Yeah. You know? You I don't have to do the full arm fully extended. No, no. The dab is just the problematic. Like, you, can even just, you can even yeah, just exactly. You can, <laughs> you can just get rid of the problematic. You can part. just don't like, get don't do the problematic part until you are a trained professional yeah, dabber. Yeah, yeah. I keep my dabbing <laughs> locked in a safe. <laughs> I don't let my kids run my dabs. <laughs> Always have a spotter when you dab. Yeah, safety on when you dab. <laughs> you don't uh, want to be like these two. Yeah, right. All right, keep going. <laughs> keep going with the photos. Um, what are their shoes, by the way? What, what's she wearing? Uggs? Jordans. I think she's wearing Uggs. Um, Wait, no, is she wearing Uggs? That'd be I even better. So. Wait, go up. They look like it, like black Uggs. They got a bit of a platform to it. Yeah, exactly. That's what they, they look like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Uggs are usually light colored, but but they have the same chunkiness. Also. Like, wait one second. What is she wearing? Like, I, it looked good, like velvet. Yeah, but like she's Classic. wearing she's wearing a dress, and then is wearing like boots with foot warmers over them. Like, at least he ha- he has like just jeans on and the normal. It's cold. Like, it's cold in Norway. <laughs> it's it, it is yeah, it is cold. That's uh, what I learned in my research. Uh, all right, so that's I got a pass on that outfit. <laughs> I support in Ava magazine's shit or hit. It is, yeah, it is, that, is that, that outfit is shit. Yeah. Um, now him in a headscarf. Oh, nice! Yeah, a little bit of a headscarf. He's but also like, has a very strange face, eyes closed, like slightly puckering. Looks like in a movie that like Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> he yeah. does look like Anthony Hopkins in this. That face looks like the face of like I know I'm about to get hit in the face, but yep. I'm, gonna, I'm yep. trying to pretend I'm not flinching. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's see. Whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she bagged herself a man. Maron. Sis. Facts. That's yeah. facts. So, this is her with a fishing rod attached to his <laughs> jacket. Nick dabbed <laughs> correctly. <laughs> Look at that gold ring on his finger. 
I hope you got that. Doesn't seem like very good. Um, you know. What is she? What the fuck is this next one? She's a detective. One more comment on the last one. You know, I know he's a man of fish, so he knows. And oh, I didn't I, even get. Oh shit! Oh yeah. No. And and she and she's bad. Like that's bad form. Like, we're she's almost, not at, we're almost at two hours, by the way. <laughs> He's a big fish, and she is not holding on properly. She's not prepared to. Is she left-handed? Is she gonna? You know? Is she gonna reel in with her left hand? Bad form. Next photo, <laughs> black and white. She's dressed as someone from fucking Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! I hate this. Looking past her, she's got a wow. bag. Some noir. Them, them oh kissing. no! This oh. is horrible. That's like that's like a new money family portrait. Yeah. in the hallway. Kind of well, thing. I mean, Norway is the country of new money. It is. It is not? Yeah. yeah, it used to be just all fucking weird fisher fishermen, sheep farmers. Yeah, and that's Respect it. Respect the glow up. What are the top comments? Norwegian. It's all damn. Norwegian. <laughs> damn, you guys look so great. Um, I will. Uh, I love the Ayatollah too. So that's my intro. And a comprehensive look, I must say, at the progress party. Yeah, most of that was looking at pictures at the end. It was great, though. I like the pictures. I do, too. I'm not really quick. I just want to clarify for the political context. They entered the coalition in 2013. Ahead of the curve. Two elections. They were voted out or they broke up the coalition? They broke up the coalition themselves because the head of the coalition repatriated someone who might be from ISIS. And she, uh, the current prime minister of Norway, that she's still the prime minister, and she yeah. was then. She's too. from no, she's from Conservative Party. But, you know, but I mean, she was wasn't she the prime minister when the last coalition dissolved, and she still is. She's <laughs> you know she's still she's still prime minister. There's a minority she's, government now. She's the one. Ah, but but she was the one who repatriated the yeah woman. Yeah. So that's yeah. Norway, folks. That is Norway. Holy shit, it was it was rough there in the middle when we started going through all the like horrible sex stuff. But Paris Amberg came one out in the end. He's he genuinely seems like a somewhat lovable figure. No, who, he doesn't. I I, I don't <laughs> get that vibe at all. He seems disgusting and I hate him. That's fair. He's kinda nice with it, I gotta say. <laughs> I, d- I think just hearing after, I think in the context of everything else, my, my standard of what is a good person has possibly changed. Um, but yeah, progress party. <sighs> the only redeemable thing of him is his love of Iran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I'll, I, I want his struggle. I'll, I'll have what he's struggling with. <laughs> Fish. Uh, On that note, yeah, uh, we will see you all next week. Bye, bye, peace. <laughs>